This is Matt Wells at UN News. More than 40 different country situations of concern will be put under the international spotlight at the Human Rights Council's landmark 50th session beginning on Monday in Geneva. Created in 2006, the forum is the most important multilateral body for the advancement of people's freedoms, which recently have included strong and unequivocal action against racism and the challenges posed by climate change. As President of the Council, Federico Bellegas tells UN News's Daniel Johnson. The Human Rights Council will have its 50th session, 5-0. That means that we have been working since 2006 as the most important multilateral body for the promotion and protection of human rights. So this session is very important. It shows the achievements, the long road that the Council has taken to become a very strong body. And uh, we will have a commemorative session on that 50th session also. Okay, so you've had 50 sessions. I guess people who've been following the council for a long time would say, yes, it's had some hits. It's also had less popular hits. We've just had a report out from Navi Pile, a former High Commissioner for Human Rights, on Israel. That's not going to help the anti-Israel accusations that the council faces. How do you counter all of those? The council is the main body where we address three uh, different issues. One is the human rights situation in every single country in the world, and that is the universal periodic review. We also are the body where the progressive development of human rights is being done. This is where we discuss new standards and new norms of human rights of, for future generations. And the third role is to address human rights situations, specific serious human rights situations, that the Council, which is a multilateral democratic body that adopts decisions by consensus or by vote after long debates, that the Council decides to address. So this commission is a commission that was debated, created in the Council by the rules of procedure of the Council and they were appointed. So it is, of course, a prerogative of any person or any institution to have their views on the mandate, on the action of the Council, on the work of the Commission, but this is part of, of the human rights uh, discussion. But they are a mechanism created by the Council. On to other crises around the world, from Ukraine to Myanmar to Eritrea to Ethiopia, some of them are really not getting as much attention as they should. So how is the Council reacting to these? I mean, there are so many different spikes around the world of conflict. How is the Council reacting, do you think? The most important thing is to, for the world to know everything we do in the Council, not only on the issues that are in the newspapers. Only this session we will address over 40 countries, over 20 thematic issues of the gender issues, LGBT issues, uh, violence, so many human rights challenges that are part of our agenda. So the best way to react when the concentration is only on one issue or one country is to remind the international community that the human rights challenges are all over the world for many people of all regions and this is the place to have the voice of those victims from Afghanistan to Myanmar and the other places that we address with rapporteurs, with sessions, with resolutions. This session coming up now, starting June the 13th, is going to be a four-week session, one week longer than usual, which perhaps mm -hmm. reflects the, the increased workload for the Council. Can you perhaps suggest how the Council has evolved to 
integrate um, many of the concerns from the Black Lives Matter movement to conflicts that we've just spoken about and maybe also on, on to issues like climate change? Well, this is part of the progressive development of human rights. We have to reflect upon history always. This international law of human rights, this revolutionary idea that a person has a right beyond being a national of a state or another, that the whole international community has to collectively protect that right, is a revolutionary idea, but it has only 77 years old, which is nothing. That means that what we are today doing in the Council on progressive development and increasing the protection of human rights is the tip of the iceberg of what's to come. And that is why we have these so many new issues, climate change, and we have digital surveillance and protection of journalists. And we have even a resolution in this session on, on gun violence and human rights, uh, which is also a current issue, like it was George Floyd and Black Lives Matters. But, but how do you keep the focus? You know, you say you want the whole world to know about everything that goes on in the council because it is important, clearly. Uh, I mean, people who are subject to these crises aren't going to get much comfort from the fact that you say it's just the tip of the iceberg. We're only just scratching the surface of the work that needs to be done. You must really want to, to reach out to them and give them a message of hope. That's presumably what you want to do. But how do you do that without diluting the message of the council as well? There's so much for you to do. You probably need more resources as well. We will always need more resources. And I, I hope that the international community realizes that it is true. We are formally one of the 150 subsidiary organs of the General Assembly of the UN. But this subsidiary organ of the GA is one of the three pillars of the organization. And we discover now, we agree now, that there's no peace and security without human rights and there's no development without human rights. So those victims uh, get through the human rights mechanisms, whether it's rapporteurs, whether it's the high commissioner, whether it's commission of inquiry, whether it's the work of the NGOs or the press, they get their voices out through the Human Rights Council. And we uh, take care of those needs in the, in the mechanisms that we have. Uh, so I think that uh, we, we have a, a long work to go, but we are doing substantive work uh, on pressing issues all over the world, in all regions, and uh, that's why our workload increases. And we will need always more resources, because human rights challenges are 365 days a year. Mm. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm searching for that message of hope to the people who are yes. subject to these crises. So what would it be? Well, the message of hope is that the United Nations has a body with uh, many mechanisms to address their human rights situations. And we have mechanisms to hear their voice and also to transmit their problems and, and, and the violations in their countries. So we will continue to do that in all regions of the world. Many thanks. Thank you.